Hello, gang. This is Aaron. Another week in Manteca where I talk to the great people who have been serving their town for a majority of their life. And this is going to be the second time I'm have to put an explicit lyrics check mark on the show. And you've been warned from the get-go, right down to the intro song, which, if you're not aware of the podcast, the guests pick which song I do. So, apologies from the jump. The last time I had to check the box, his daughter was waxing poetic in what is now her native tongue, I guess, on his wife's and her mother's podcast. He and his wife are both in the Manteca Hall of Fame. They serve community like no other pair around. This podcast talks about petty larceny. There's going to be a little sex talk, I guess. I did edit some of the F-U-C-Ks out of there, but why? I mean, I spent my life protecting an FCC government facility. There's no rules on the internet. It is the wild, wild west, and we're all adults here. So I told him that he could go ahead and let it rip. Arrests, drunken stupors, in the middle of all that, he's one of the most giant-hearted guys in town. He's been operating Mountain Mike's Pizza for years and years, and the free Thanksgiving meal in town, amongst other things, to the tune of 3,000 people from nothing, or the traveling to Central America with Dr. Fred and elsewhere to give the gift of sight and prosthetic limbs. He looks like Santa nowadays. He plays the part wherever needed, including the town Santa display in downtown Manteca. He's now a papa, and his story is on. And I warned you about the language, right? Jeff Leotard's crazy ass is on my show right now. That's right. That's just funky. Not Mike's baby. Jeff Leotard. By way of ribbon He don't get high But he likes to drink booze Sometimes he falls right out of his shoes Been serving the town with fresh pizza pies Plays Santa just to see all the kids' smiles Travels round the world to help people sight And you'll find him at home chilling with his wife And he's a grandpa So you're that guy. You ain't never met a mother just like you, huh? Well, that's true. Hey, no budget. That's the uh, that's the quality of singing that you get. That's the. Uh-oh. There's no no studio band. So. I'll take you, baby. But you know there is another side to me. What is it? It's let there be peace on earth. Oh. And I hope you sing that one, too. Oh, you want me to say it? I've never done two. Maybe I should do one on the outro. You should. You, yeah. you, you know who you're dealing with here? I'm about to find out. Uh, well, I might just get a little crazy. Why don't you tell everybody who you are? My name is Jeff Leotard. And you do what? I own the Mountain Mike's Pizza in Manteca and... Amongst uh, other things. You know, I, I've been in the bakery business, the yogurt business, and the chillaberry business. That was that was a lot of fun. I was like a dope dealer there. And then there was, um, I got Dickies now. I love the barbecue. I've uh, been educated in it. It was a lot of fun. And actually, my daughter got married out of the Dickies thing. Just something about Dickies and marriage and... And Dickie. And Texas. Dickie Doo. Yeah, Dickie Doo. I think you know him. I do know that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love him. Jeff Leotard. People would find out, you know, you're a crazy SOB. I am. All right. That might not... I think it'll come across on the podcast. Not as crazy as Jacelyn (laughs) sounds, of course. I think she takes the cake. Daddy's girl. I love her. Yeah. I love uh, all my kids. Yes, I know. And and, uh, you are a... 
I thought I was a top-notch crazy dude, which in times I can be, but compared to you, I'm like a, a, a learner permit. Well, you know, a long time ago, I learned, I crossed the line, okay? I, you know, I mean, I went to Catholic school. So did I. Exactly. So you were St. Anthony's, I was St. Luke's. Oh. I don't know what the difference was, but I'll tell you what. I think it was the fifth grade. Yeah. I was hammering away on that Gallo winery. Izzy and I were over there flinging those, uh, you know, the 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 little wafers. We're flinging them back and forth, but we weren't flinging the little ones. We had the fathers. and uh, oh, Those yeah, were he, bigger. Well, they were way bigger, and we, we were having so much fun. He walked in. He's like, what's going on, boys? I said, um, the first time around, we were just like, you know, uh, okay, we're out of line. He just kind of smiled, right? And then the next time, he's like, you boys drinking? Absolutely. Now, you got to remember, man, this is back in the 70s, right? Hit. Sixth grade, mm. already hitting the EJ. <laughs> <laughs> Big gallon green bottles. I'm sure there's some old people that are going to, I'm sorry, mature people that are going to see this and say to yourself, you know... I remember those days. You're not the only one. Well, I started at Wildrow Wilson okay. on El Dorado. Yep. And then the whole busing thing took off. And then my parents are like, oh, hell no. My kids are going to a Catholic school. Because all my other cousins went to uh, uh, Trinity Lutheran. And then I and then um, I can't remember what the other one was. But then they're like, no, you're going to St. Luke's. So I did third, fourth, fifth, sixth sixth and then going into the seventh grade from stockton then we moved to ripon hmm. i think it's like 75 uh ripon elementary from there i went to ripon high but you know i was i was uh i was bullied you're a monster how could you have been bullied? i know that hey man when you go to when you go to uh, i had this dude frankie and robert right these are the two dudes right and i mean they used to beat us up all the time they did i was just a little catholic boy right Come on, you haven't been little since you were in third grade. Nah, I think I hit about 6'5 when I was about in the fifth grade. I was going to tell a story. It just came to my mind. Go ahead. Is when um, I was going to St. Luke's and I was in the fifth grade. Wait, wait a minute. Sixth grade. An old sister, Emily. And she was this little, tiny little Filipino lady. A beautiful woman. She was trying to keep the school under control. But, you know, how many times was there they wanted to move me on, right? That, that's the wording today. They would have kicked my ass out right today. But anyway, so Sister Emily, you know, remember the, the yardsticks? I took them to the butt many There times. you go. Yep. Well, I, I laughed at her, right? Yep. So did I. Yeah, and so with that, it was always the hands. I loved it, right? Well, the one time I just finally got tired of it. And I grabbed it and snapped it over my knee and just says, here you go. You know, from then on, I, I, I was the man, right? When, when I got to ripping, I was no longer the man. I thought I was a good student, you know, for the times. Yeah, hold on a second. Hang on, Jeff. Yeah. Who's this? Carla Escola, oh. educated at UC Davis, taught at Newark, Livermore High Schools, junior yeah. high. And we moved over to the Valley here in 83. Okay. I signed up as a substitute. And it's usually, especially at the high school level, it's open season on subs. So you get a new sub and you're going to check out how strong they are. Subbing in a an art class in Ripon, Ripon High School. It's a room that has no windows and a sub quick learns to stand the whole period right by the door in front of the light switch. Otherwise, the kids turn the lights off and everybody's 
in the dark. So yeah. there was a bit of a ruckus at one of the tables. Okay. The lights were on. I was standing there. And I had already, when you take roll and you substitute, you make little chit marks alongside those whose responses are attention getting. There happened to be a little chit mark by this little uh, check by this gentleman's name. And he came out with something, I guess he knows what it was. I guess it was really off color, naughty, and obnoxious. And I caught Not it. Me. That would be Jeff Leotard. <laughs> and I had picked him off the roll when I was taking it. And <laughs> I said, Jeff, you need to stay after school, after class, we need to talk. So the last, the class left and he stayed and he said, I said, you and I are going up to the office. He begged, he pleaded. No, 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 Mrs. Escola, you don't understand. I go to the office, I will not graduate. I said, sounds like a personal problem to me. And I led this great big huge senior up to the office. He says I pulled him by the hair, but I don't think that's the truth. Anyway, I delivered him to the uh, vice principal and said, here, he's yours. I don't know that I ever had him in class again, but I've run across him. I knew where the family lived because it was over by the school, the elementary school. And years later, I was teaching at Sierra and realized there was a leotard on the staff. And I went over to this lady and I said, uh, do you know Jeff? And she looked at me, she says, why? I said, I remember him from Ripon High. She says, I'm married to him. <laughs> I says, oh dear. <laughs> So anyway, I said, well, do tell him hello for me. And he will tell you the story because he knows his side of it. But that was where I met Jeff. And I have very much appreciated being acquainted with both of them. They're extremely community minded. Uh, I've had some lovely visits with Jeff since. And he just, he told me a little bit of his story and he was on the wrong track. And I'm just grateful that he had the sense enough, the wisdom and direction Tevany others that have helped him to come where he is. I really appreciate both of them. And I have been able to have their daughters at Sierra High School when I've subbed. And they're delightful girls. So just very special. Yep. What'd you write on the paper? What got caught? Come on. You know, I want to say that I, I, I think it was more of something like what you want me to go said. first. When, wait, you want me to go first when we were kids and the cops would go by, we would go oink, oink, oink real loud because we were seven years old. Oh, that was the Barney Fife. Yeah. Okay. So, so there, there's mine. Now, what did you do? I was a good kid. What did you write down that got you taken by I the hair? I don't remember you're what so I wrote down, crap. but I've got, I've got your edit button and you're not going <laughs> to give me the goods on what it was. I don't remember what it was, but I know I was out of control and art class art class was the best no is that windows. what that was and it was so funny because miss wolf the greatest art teacher ever and she not better than kurgia vanoni no i'm sorry i mean my podcast i'm sorry but kurgia vanoni okay best All art right. class teacher ever. You, you remember remember the the paper slicers sure Okay, so I made this plaster Paris finger, finger oh, right? Brought the ketchup and the whole thing and slammed it down. Started screaming. I thought I was gonna, she was going to have a heart attack. 
oh my God, it was the greatest thing ever. But anyway, when you, you know, look, when you're 17, 18 years old, come on, man. I was seven. seven. <laughs> <laughs> There's the difference right there. Who's this? Hi, my name is Tevany. I am an educator by day, a business owner by night. I do accounts payable, accounts receivable, and I am Jeff's lovely wife. The glue that keeps him together or the zipper that lets him go. <laughs> How did I meet Jeff? I met Jeff while I was working at McDonald's. He would come through drive through with his friend, Hubert Graciano. And I just said hi to Hubert. And then Jeff leaned over, hey. And then as they drove off, Jeff was like, hey, you know that girl? Yeah, that girl lives by me. And then they drove by. They see me mowing the lawn with my green feet. And Jeff was hooked after that. If you haven't heard Tevin's podcast, she tells the green feet story. Go ahead. Tell her one more time. Uh, let Concise. Me, let, let, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back this up. Up because go, that's go not the story. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so here's the story. I went to McDonald's one night with my buddy Hubert Graciano. That's also in the in her podcast. Okay. So go ahead. And so I go there. Yeah. And she asked us because I'm ordering Big Macs and all this. Ah, they were so delicious back in the day, right? <laughs> and I was just ordering all this stuff up. And and um, so she says, Can you please pull forward? Right? Now, I'm not going to talk about those. Those freaking McDonald outfits were sexy. Because when she turned away, I was like, damn, I like to meet that ass. I mean her. And she turned around and looked at me and smiled. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm good. So anyway, so this is the true story. She'd have beat your ass. If she wanted to, wow. she would have. You'd have taken it. I could tell you stories about go, that yeah, Go one. ahead. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. Go I've been ahead. knocked out by her. I don't, so that's I another bet. one. So anyway, so I spilt the Coke all over me. On purpose? No. Okay. I, I didn't know really who she was, and I was like, yeah, that it, it's a league thing, right? Either you're in the league or you're out of the league. I was just like, yeah, whatever. She's the golden goose. I, I know, huh? <laughs> Daddy funny. got it. Daddy got the golden goose. Daddy got it. You spilled the, the drink just to get her to come back. I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> but okay, let's say I did. And so anyway, so when I spilt the drink, she brought me back napkins. Well, so that's when she seen Hubert in the car with me and i had a cutlass calais craig road rated stereo system daddy put it in it was all tricked out right it's my mom and dad's car too <laughs> i tricked it out so anyway so um next thing you know you know me i'm setting up all the parties and ripping i mean i got all the kegger parties going the whole thing all of a sudden my sister comes running out and says hey there's this girl on the phone huh yeah there's this girl i don't know what her name is tevany and i'm like tevany what the hell who she goes yeah i was like oh yeah hello hi jeff this is tevany this i work at mcdonald's and and you were with hubert the other night and blah 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 and i'm like whoa hey baby you want to go out i never went out with a girl before but i says what the hell man well i'll check it out yeah and the rest is history. Do you know him growing up, Tev? I knew him in high school, but I did get his phone number and I called him. And we know that, you know, back then, you're not supposed to call boys, but who knows? I, I never followed rules. Better let, I don't even think I was taught that. But I called his house. His sister answered the phone and I asked if Jeff was there. And he's, she's like, who is calling? I said, Tevany. And then I heard her say, Jeff. A girl's calling you on the phone, and girls aren't supposed to call guys. I just, I just thought I just almost wanted to. But anyway, so um, I believe that was my first time that we, you know, got together. We went to Lake Tahoe. He was a gentleman. Never been to Tahoe. It was a great, great time. Um, a gentleman. I was. I was. I was. Uh, Boy, what I was, happened? 
I asked her, I says, hey, you ever been to Lake Tahoe? You ever been to Carmel? You ever been to these places? They were never overnighters. I mean, there was none of that, right? I mean, she's she was pretty straight-laced that I knew of. I, I didn't know about her prior days, but I, I don't know. But anyway. It's a golden goose, buddy. That's it. So, so yeah, she definitely made me pay. How would I describe him? I would describe him as dedicated, hardworking, with an addictive attitude slash behavior. Because once he starts something, he gets addicted to it, and he just goes and goes and goes. So we all know that he is a workhorse. Give me a funny one. Super funny story is we attended my childhood friend's 50th birthday Margie up in Santa Rosa. My brother went. We stayed at a hotel within walking distance to her house. So after the party, my brother and I and Jeff were walking home. My brother and I were walking easily. Jeff was going side to side, so we kind of had to, you know, help him along. But my brother and I started talking, and all of a sudden we hear a crunch, crunch, and we turn around, and Jeff is nowhere to be found. And we're like, where did he just go? We kind of hear some rustling in these big bushes, and we look over, and all we could see is his feet. Now, you know that vodka is very, 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 very heavy. <laughs> so trying to pick him up, vodka-infused, was very hard. At the same time, I'm laughing so hard that we all know that I didn't have my Depends on that time. And yeah, but we got him up. We got him walking. He had a few scratches and puncture wounds. But the next day when we were leaving, we went to check out. We drove by there. I would say half of that hedge was gone. We, it was, it's still funny to think back then. So <laughs> go ahead. Um, other thing is, is he loves to go on vacation and chill out. Well, when we go to Rotan Island in the Caribbean, he loves to wear his blue shorts. I don't know if any of his friends have talked about his blue shorts, but he will literally wear them for the 14 days we were there. He says, I wash them every day out in the ocean and so they're clean. But those are his favorite blue shorts. Last week he wore them and went into J&J printing to see Sean. Sean says, did you just get back from Rotan or something? So we all know that those are his Rotan shorts. Continue. So if there is something that I would like to tell him, it would be thank you for sticking around. You and I both know I was always looking for something greener on the other side of the hill, but you stuck around and waited for me to come to my senses. But we all do know, you know, breaking up with you at Christmas is still something that you always talk about, but that's okay. I, I should have saved that shirt that I bought you from the Weinstock's Clearing Center, but that's all I could afford at that time. Um, I know there's a Christmas song that's, um, kind of, what is that Christmas song? I, uh, hum, 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 something about breaking up on Christmas, but he still talks about it. What happened? Which time? Tevin, oh, <laughs> why is he a treasure? Jeff's a treasure to Manteca because I allowed him to take the key, open up the treasure box, and start his connections with Manteca. Um, with Rotary and all, he went to Honduras, drank the Kool-Aid. During his eyeglass clinics with Dr. Fred, he was sometimes unsure of it going, but when he did all the clinics and he was able to put on that first pair of glasses to the little old lady that just all she wanted to do was knit and read her Bible. And as soon as those glasses went on her, the lady started to cry, could not believe that she could actually see. And Jeff was hooked from there because you and I both know seeing gets you so much farther in life. And he just knew the importance of that. So what Rotary does is they do these eyeglass clinics Mark Oliver introduced Jeff to Honduras, and then you had the dentist that did some work, and then Jeff would just go with the doctors. 
and Dr. Fred, and they would just do all of these clinics. Even when we go to Rotan a few years ago, when we were still able to travel, we got in, we are getting our luggage, and a few of the island people were like, oh, I need glasses, I need glasses, I need glasses. So they were already asking him for glasses. A lot of people called him the doc, even though he's like, I'm not the doctor. It's Dr. Stellhorn. So um, that is what he got involved in. And I believe just doing the omelet breakfast and the Thanksgiving meal is just another way to give back to his community. Um, there's a saying in our house, we're a pair of leotards, regardless how you look at it. All right. Um, um, is there something that you missed? Mm, I would just say that he's a great family man. Um, family's very important to him. Now that he has grandkids, now he's shipped over to that part. Um, I did miss that. What does he like to do for fun? Jeff likes to hang out with his family, his friends, go out in the boat, um, go to San Francisco for lunch, smoke a cigarette maybe, and maybe just do one shot of vodka. Yeah. That would be fun, but we all know it's not one, it's many. <laughs> but besides that, um, it's been a it's been a great ride. I almost feel like it's Wild Toads, like the Disney ride, Wild Toads ride, Mr. Toads ride. That's what our life has been like. So, jeez. <laughs> ah, you what? Know. Hold on a second, Jeff. My name is Fred Stellhorn, optometrist. Hi, Doc. My relationship with Jeff is that we have traveled in Central America, Honduras, Guatemala, Costa Rica together, uh, doing projects, eye care projects for people. Continue. So far, to this date, we have distributed over 65,000 pairs of glasses to people. I met him at Rotary. He was a guy that sat in the back, and he was a pain in the butt because I had to check in with him every day that I came to Rotary. And he was the guy that only wanted it done this way, this way, this way. And if you didn't do it that way, boom. So I was offered a program. I was told that I could take anybody in the world with me to this program going to Honduras for a project. And I decided that the pain in the butt in the back of the class was the guy that needed to go. And so I invited him. He went, fell in love with it. And ever since, he's been wonderful for the people of Guatemala, for people of Honduras, Central American groups. We've been to Ecuador together, fallen asleep going over the Andes. Uh, we've had a great time. Really, over the Andes, huh? Yes, over the Andes, and when we went up there, it was kind. Of, it was actually very, very interesting. This is when you were a big man. This is when I was three hundred and fifty pounds. So anyway, so we get over the Andes, and it was it was actually I'll I'll never forget it. We come driving down. I finally wake up. Everybody's laughing and the whole thing. So anyway, so we get down into town. And here comes, like, I look up in the front of the bus, and I see this horse coming our way. And these people are walking uphill. Okay? I mean, I I can't breathe. So they're walking uphill. Well, aren't they all on cocaine leaves? Isn't that I, how they, they do up be. the mountain? Is oh, that absolutely. the spot where they eat the, absolutely. They eat the, the, the thing? Yeah. The candies? And so there's a, there's a coffin on the back of this horse. <laughs> I'm going, whoa, what the hell? Right? I says, I'm, if, I, if I don't watch it, I'm going to be right there. So anyway, Doc and I get there. We get all settled in, and we're like, hey, baby, let's go bar hopping, right? And he's like, okay, I, I got your lead. We walked out maybe... I don't know, maybe 50 yards. 
And I looked at him and I said, bro, I said, and we, and doc was only probably what? 55. <laughs> yeah. And I, and this is in the beginning of, you know, of rotary for me. And, and I'm like, hey, maybe, maybe he's a little older than that, but he's, he wasn't much older. And I looked at him and I says, let's go get a cocktail back at the bar. Right. And he's like, yeah, let's go. I can't breathe. So anyway, we finally made it up there. And, and that was the end of us walking anywhere. Cause doc and I walk like 10 miles a day. How high is it? Oh God. Do you oh, know? I don't know. You don't know but we're, don't up, we're at 10,000 feet. It's crazy high. Dr. Fred, tell me a story. There was this one day that um, we were working in the clinic in Nueva Esperanza near San Francisco and Honduras. And this mother had this child that was totally disabled. And, and Jeff had been working with her for about half an hour, 45 minutes to get her so that she could see. And he was working diligently and the mother was standing there and I reached over to the mother and I, I said in my English, I said, you know, God only entrusts these children to only very special people. And when I said that, I teared up, I'm doing that right now, and walked to the back wall. And I was looking out the window with the fields in the back wall taking deep breaths. And I looked to my left and here's Jeff on that same wall with big tears coming down his face. He's got a beautiful heart. He's a wonderful person. And we have traveled and loved those people for years. Continue. Why is he a treasure to town? Because he's willing to show who he is, contribute to the community, and know that, that it helps the community. So he's out there for us. He also needs to make a living. And he's done that. He's cared for his family and his wife and his children. Um, so he's, he's done those, those things and he has extra time left over. So he gets to show the love and the caring of an American to somebody that doesn't have the same rights and privileges that we have. Doc, I bet you got a bunch of them. Tell me a funny story. The night that um, we were invited by one of these sheriffs, we were still in the way of Esperanza, and we were invited by one of these sheriffs to go out to their house and to have dinner and, and have a, a small party. So we went with these two guys, which were supposedly policemen. Uh, they took us out to the, the hills, and we're in the, in the dirt out there. And uh, at about 10.30, I'm an early, I'm, I go to bed early. So about 10.30, 11 o'clock, I wanted to go home. And Jeff was just starting to party. He was having a good time. And the only guys who were out there were the two guys. Well, it turns out that these two guys wanted to marry off their, their wives to us, uh, Americans, so that they could get them to the United States so that then they could get their men to the United States. Uh, he showed up about four o'clock in the morning. The rest is history. He, he's done a wonderful job. Don't ever go with somebody who says they're a police officer. Well, he, he was a chief of police. You know, it's like hanging out with Charlie. Just a different language. That, that's, a, that's a whole other story. But you know what? She was cute. Right? She was cute. I loved her. But I couldn't do it. I was trying to explain to them <laughs> sure. that I could do it. But it was the underground, brother. And I enjoyed it all night. Dr. Fred, is there anything you never told him? Something I think he knows it, but I love him very much. He's, he's like a brother to me more than anything else. He's an awesome person. He's done great things in this world. And he's got many, many, many more great things to 
do, he's enjoying life. He's starting to sit back and relax and, and do that. I think I need to come out and be his caretaker out on the ranch that he's got. You know, there are so many amazing stories. And, and you know, Mark Oliver, he was one of those guys that did not want me to go. But I'll tell you what about Mark. And Doc and I were sitting there and we did a kumbaya. Not only did I... I, I called Mark a couple choice names because he couldn't find anybody to do a kumbaya. And with that, we did 10 verses of kumbaya. Amazing. I've and got- Doc was there. We, we've had a great time together. And yeah, he did tear me up over that one little girl with the, she was just like mangled. And um, it was two times that he said the thing about God gives you the gift to do this. The first one was fine. The second one is when I stood up and I looked at him, but he forgot the part that I told him. If he ever, ever says that again inside a clinic again, I'll knock him the fuck out. Why? Okay, look, I tell everybody that goes down on these projects, Uh. you have to hold your emotions. And then when you get back to your room at nighttime, do whatever you got to do. And yeah, I lost it that time, big time. I'm losing it right now. Okay, my name is uh, Charlie Halford. I am the retired police chief of Manteca. I was also the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club for a few years, and I'm currently on the city council. My recollection is I met Jeff uh, through Rotary when I first joined, I, I think. So I met him through there. Now, Jeff's recollection is a little different, and it's also possible that I did meet him before Rotary when I was working as a, as a police officer in Manteca, and Jeff was... Uh, coming to Manteca and visiting us when he was a juvenile. Uh, he, he says he had a few encounters with the uh, local law enforcement agencies in uh, Manteca and Ripon and uh, San Joaquin County when he was younger. Okay, spill it. He's just a little upset with me because I called him Barney out on the beef one day. I said, I, I asked him, right? They pulled me over. They're tearing my truck apart. And it's like, come on, man. I only have a, a siphon hose. And, and, and a pry bar and a gasoline can. And they says, well, we, we, we got a call in and somebody was stealing gas in Ripon and they're calling you. We were in Ripon stealing gas, right? So we called him Barney. You know, I mean, think about it. I mean, if you seen him, you seen Barney, right? I asked him, I asked Charlie, I says, hey, bro, you one bullet. Let me see it in your pocket. Oh, that pissed him off. Oh, yeah, I got him. He's going to say whatever he wants to say, but I got him. <laughs> Go ahead, Charlie. There are many, many things about Jeff that are true, and most of which we probably should not repeat. Jeff's got a big heart. Uh, he, he's very involved in the community. He's, he's very generous with his, his time and his money. Uh, him and his wife have been involved in many, many community uh, affairs, projects, you know, whether it's the omelet breakfast, the Thanksgiving dinner, the downtown Santa, and many, 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 many other uh, projects. So, Charlie, what's he like to do? Other than drink. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He likes to go out on his boat. He likes to sit around and relax. He loves playing with his grandkids. Uh, You know, he he truly enjoys the time with his grandkids. You know, honestly... uh, I, I, I think one of the things he he does for fun is to get involved in community events. Is that true? No, uh, absolutely. I I I've always enjoyed um, 
just totally helping just just helping i mean there's there's no i don't know what else to do you know life does kind of get boring i i i'm not the type of person that's going to go home and watch a movie as someone who was involved in radio and charities for 30 years you don't have to explain why you do it i know why you do it it's the high point of the job that i did you don't realize till you're doing it it's part of my life why is he a treasure, Charlie? You know, with the community events, even the, the international projects that he's been involved in uh, the, through Rotary. And his wife is the owners of Mountain Mike's. They've sponsored probably hundreds of little league teams and to help fundraise for hundreds of groups. He's very, very accessible, very generous with both his time and his money. And what would you like to say to him? Yeah, Jeff, can I have my pressure washer and grommet <laughs> installer back? You got his grommet installer and his pressure washer. I steal everything. I hell, I think I got half a Dr. Fred's shop in my in my garage. You know, I haven't got anything from Sean though. But maybe that trailer we talked about, right? What would you like to say to him, Charlie? I think I've told him everything I want to say to him. You know, Jeff's not real shy and bashful, and, and people tell me I'm not real shy and bashful, although I kind of disagree at times how about a final thought i am jeff's probation officer <laughs> parole officer and, and he tells people that all the time and uh, I, I do have to admit he probably needs one go ahead oh my gosh it's a great story so when i was back in school i was probably what 16 years old and got my driver's license and, and i was always into mischievous stuff great stuff though you know i mean it wasn't it was just it was, it was do you expect me to believe you with this 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 shiny coating that you try to put on all the shit that you've done well no i'm telling the truth on this okay right, on this right, one wait right. not on that just in general no, just in general i mean i have nothing to hide I'm anymore I, yeah. with you. <laughs> Go. um here i am i get into trouble right gotta do a little time in the slammer i get picked up by the sheriff's department actually what's kind of funny is is right down the road what were you doing i was with two guys wait 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 well, we're not going to talk about the antenna thing yet. <laughs> no, you can. Is that where you're going with this? No. It was right down the road of Fredericks. Okay. I, yeah, no, I'll tell the story. It was a great story. What'd but you anyway, do? Um, I was with two guys. Continue. So they, they stole some speakers out of a car. So I ended up taking the rap for it all. So I had to do a little time in a slammer. Well, the, here's the crazy thing was, is I was in all kinds of crazy trouble in ripping. When I finally read nut... Yeah. Finally pulled up alongside the sheriffs when they were out in front of my house. What would you call Red Nut if you called Charlie Halford Barney? What did Red Nut get? What a name. When you have a name like that, people have been trying to kick your ass since you were five years old. Or or Dick or any of those names. I loved loved his mustache. (laughs) It was amazing and it was so funny as time went on. Go ahead, Red Nut. But anyway, so Red Nut comes to the, he comes up, pulls up, and he's like, my town will rest in peace. Right, that's what he said. That's what he said. And I was friends with his son and the whole thing. And they just got lucky. One of my boys ratted me out. And it wasn't me that was doing the sticky finger stuff. But anyway, I had to take the rap. So we go to the courts, come back. We went to Officer Thompson's. And now remember what time this is. This is back in a time when Charlie got his kneecap popped off. Yeah. By my probation officer. It was like the greatest shit ever. Charlie right? Halford was at the gun range and accidentally was shot by one of his, uh, well, at the time, guys taking a class, newbies, uh, they're taking a class at the range and blew his knee off. Go ahead. But that was my probation officer. Yeah. When I heard about that and after Charlie chasing me all over tell town, me, tell me you oh my God, I was in love with this ah. guy. Loved him, right? Until many, many years later, Charlie and I, we kind of, you know, buried the hatch. We buried the hatch. 
gotcha. But you know, his gun still sits on the wall that shot him in the knee. He didn't show that to me when I was yeah, in his no, house. It, it, it's there. It's Hi, there. I'm Dana Solomon, Dana. Oh, shit. Uh, former CEO of Antigua District Ambulance and field paramedic. My relationship is like a brother, but I met Jeff many years ago in Rotary, actually. One of my uh, first encounters at Rotary was Jeff handing me Gavin, <laughs> which is a gavel that he had exactly. stolen from our president ass. and said, uh, here, take this up to the Sierras and take lots of pictures with it. No college, <laughs> but you're a frat boy. It would have been out of control. Who is he, Dana? Uh, Jeff is, uh, is a tireless businessman and is tireless in his efforts to take care of our community. He works very hard that way. Quiet down. What's he like to do? Have fun. I mean, anything that you're going to do with Jeff, it's going to be fun. He likes to boat. He likes to hang out with good friends. And why a treasure? Oh, his tireless energy. He, he definitely um, has given back more than he's taken out of this community. And uh, I believe we'll always do that. Is there something you like to say to him? Well, I consider Jeff to be a dear friend, somebody that I'd give the shirt off my back to help in any way, shape, or form. I only wish him the best. Continue. Keep up the good work, buddy. And I love you. Dana Solomon. I love him. Big guy in our town. He's going to be on the show. We're going to have to put him in, in the Absolutely. Yeah. I love him. Been around forever. Yeah. I can't say that for Charlie, but I can say that for him. But you quit getting on it, Charlie. <laughs> Barney. <laughs> I'm Sean Neusbalmer. Hey, Sean. I own J&J Printing, yeah. and I met Jeff about 20 years ago in Rotary. I don't think we'd have been friends when we were younger. Why not? So he's a lot more of a rebel than I am. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like my wife calls me square, you know. But, but I met him about 20 years ago in Rotary, and uh, we've done a lot of good things for the community in Rotary. Go ahead. What's true? Everybody thinks it's uh, that he's uh, all about himself, but the guy's got a huge heart. Um most people don't know that about him. I don't know how many trips to Honduras he's made. Uh, I went one time with him and we did some free eye exams and gave out free glasses. We even did some uh, prosthetic um, limbs. Really? Yeah, it's it's one of my things that if I if I if I can do it, I'm gonna do it. There, there there's there's no boundaries for me. I met this guy in the airport. They're going to Brazil through Rotary, the convention down there, and met him. And he asked me what my project is. And I says, well, what's your project? He opens up his backpack and says, boom. I says, who do I get in contact with? And he gives me the contact. I call him right up. He says, hey, we're heading to El Salvador. So my daughter and I, we went to El Salvador together for a week and did a hundred. I mean, we're talking, these guys are my heroes. Little boys, little girls that had um, uh, missing two limbs, two arms hands and it was just i i think that's one of the things um the old man upstairs is is giving me the ability and the money to be able to do what we need to do inside the community international work and i'll continue to do it to the day i die what's true go ahead i went with jeff shields on that one s-s-j-i-d-c-e-o and it was so funny because I tell everybody when they go down, you need to go to your room. Don't lose your emotions now. Do them back in your room. And going back to Charlie. Oh, now that's a story I want to tell about him down there um, in Honduras because him and his son went with us. And my wife went, and, and it was the four of us, went down. It was on his podcast. 
Yeah. Brian's sniveling baby like you, right? Oh, it's no. easy to do. It's always so funny because he was like, oh, yeah, that guy drank the Kool-Aid. Well, you drank five gallons of the Kool-Aid as he's, is that little boy's wrapped around his leg? Give me a funny story. He uh, called me up when I was going on my first date with my wife and told me uh, not to go out with her. She was a cheater and it was not true. Uh, mix up on uh, Rachel's. Yeah, or... Jeff being Jeff. <laughs> no, man. I, I thought I had that one right, but I didn't. And I called him back. It was like like two minutes later. He calls me back and says, bro, wrong. Rachel. Jeff Rachel. had called, and this was on last week's podcast, if you haven't heard it. Jeff had called Sean because uh, he put the feelers out because Sean said, I'm going out with this gal. And Jeff's like, well, I'm the king of Manteca, so let me let me feel around and see if I know anything about this gal. And something wasn't right. And his friend called back and said, hey, that chick cheated. And you call and you tell him as he's on his way into Las Casuelas, don't do do it don't do it he hangs up and right after you hang up you find out that it's the wrong gal wrong rachel <laughs> we were uh, business partners for a while too um we got into chilla berries you know he had two of them opened and he partnered up with me on his third one and we opened one in patterson that was a lot of fun for a few years i became his uh, designated driver during that time when he bought me out uh, that's how i got my harley so uh yeah he gets jealous on that because he never got one for yogurt business just couldn't keep it going huh as much as no, it was like the, dealing dope it didn't work huh well the ones that Manteca and Tracy were amazing but the one we got the Patterson thinking that did that, that sink the whole thing no okay. no no no, no, no. Like, the, 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 the market I mean we we did very very well for right. for the three years but then after that then the market crashed and oh. away we went yeah no but I'm not gonna complain what's you do for fun Sean uh drink uh, <laughs> we, <laughs> we get together uh at least once uh, every other month and uh go to dinner with the families and have a good time go ahead what else lucky man to have tev in his corner because she's actually the rock of that situation he's always off exploring new things and tev keeps him grounded and a great thing to have in his corner say something to him you might never said i'd like to tell him that um He's a good guy. I enjoy his friendship, and I'm lucky to have him in my life. Nice of him. Absolutely. Now he's getting a little better with the microphone. You hear that? He wasn't so mousy there. He's getting know, better. He, he was so afraid to do this. I know. And little words of wisdom from, from Daddy here. And <laughs> dialed him all in. And, and uh, Mountain Mike's Pizza. Tell me some something that makes you happy about being a pizza operator. Aside of it, lines your pockets because pizza is one of those businesses. You know, back when I first started, I remember it being fifteen ninety nine for a large combination. You're How much is it today? Thirty five something another. Oh. And and a lot that has to do with it is the minimum wage. The the whole that you know I mean it's it that's part of it, but. A lot of people don't understand that when I pay your payroll, I pay your payroll taxes too. So whatever you pay, I match. People don't understand it. So there's a huge, huge cost that are in. Now, when I first started, I think we were at $6 an hour. Now we're at 15 Has it has it taken a huge uh, uh, margin out of it? Absolutely. But Manteca, they've been amazing to us, and we're still we're still hanging in there. Hang on a sec. I see somebody out the window. 
Come on. Hi, my name's Jenny McElvey. Hey, Jenny. And I manage Mountain Mike's Pizza, and I've been here for 20 years. I met Jeff, a girlfriend, and I came in here for lunch one day for a buffet. I was 17 years old, and he came out to talk to us, and he thought I was flirting with him, so that's how I got my job. You still think she was flirting with you, I bet. Oh, You're that still guy. to this day. You're still that guy. to this day. I was 35 years old. <laughs> I was lean and trim and the whole thing, and I got this little 17-year-old. Could have swore she was 18. Out of your mind. Um, I know that Jeff, to be true, he has a huge heart. He's very giving, and his goal is to help the community and anybody that he possibly can. What's funny? Um, I've got too many to tell, and most of them probably are not appropriate. When the two of us are together, it, it's on. Let's see, we were at a hockey game one time, and we drank a bottle of vodka in one of the uh, boxes, and we got in trouble because we were throwing the pucks at the players when it wasn't the right time. <laughs> um. I don't know what to say. Um, uh, yeah, yo, you know, back when in the day, I was, uh, you, 10 years ago, you're throwing, you're in there drinking a bottle of vodka in the box. Yeah. You're supposed to be regulated when you go in there. You gotta be that well, guy. My, my, my cousin was the accountant at the time, and <laughs> he had a box. So we're all up in the box, and we were having a great time. And, you know, we started drinking that vodka, and we just, you, you know, things just happen. Why is it everything I do is around drinking? I got a drinking problem. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Unlike Sean, who doesn't have a gambling problem. It's I a little know, bit huh? of a different problem. It's a little bit of a. Yeah. Tell me something, Jenny. Um, we're numbers people. Um, that's where we're, we're just, we're so similar. Um, he, he's in tune with, uh, with vibrations and with, with the world. And no, we see numbers, whether it's 1111 or 333, um, twos. He's, I wouldn't say superstitious, but he definitely is into numbers. What were you going to say? I just, I see dead people. <laughs> What's he like to do? Uh, be the center of attention yeah, of and course. make everybody else happy. Right. Um, he's just got a huge heart. I think it makes him happy to make everybody else happy because he takes care of everybody in it. Um, he does a lot of donations and a lot of God's work through our restaurant. Good example, the Paradise Fire that happened years ago. We did a, a huge donation center here and we drove up to Paradise we took all five of our Mountain Mike's vans and went up there and donated um, a lot, a lot of things. And he organized that and put that together. We do the Thanksgiving dinner he does with Rotary and we do it mostly out of our restaurant and he puts forth a lot for that. Um, he goes down to Honduras and helps people that can't see, see for the first time. What would you like to tell him? He's my... Uh, Confidant. I don't know. I tell him everything. I've been here 20 years because he takes care of me. He's a good boss. He develops me. He he works my mind. He teaches me. Everything I know is from him. I was 17 when I walked in here. And all these years later, I'm still slinging pizzas. Oh, the pizza slingers. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I'm kind of... I thought she was 18 years old when she came in there. That's all I got to say. You were flirting with an underage girl. Way to go. Way to go. This is the part of the podcast where I don't get monetized because the language goes bad. Nice. Okay, just just to say, if I was trying to get, I have to check the button on the explicit lyrics box, which I try not to do. Twice I've had to do it real good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why, right? Well, you know. Hello, world. 
My name is Jason Hoffy. Oh. I'm a tree hugger. I hug trees. I save them from being cut down. And how I know Jeff's because I came out of his left nutsack. <laughs> All the kids. If we had, we had. A, but this was a family show about Mountain Mike's Pizza. What's true, Jason? Potty mouth. Uh, my dad's a very hardworking man. He'll give you this shirt right off his back. There was one time where we were eating, and he and he wanted to give the food that we were eating away to somebody, and he was so mad. Guy had a pair of shoes he was trying to sell my dad, and then my dad's like, "No, just give him the food to get him away from us." We were in Texas. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Anyway, sorry. I just had a flashback memory. You smoked your lunch. Now go ahead. <laughs> Why is he a treasure to the town? Because he brings a lot of fun to it. All of his events that he does are fun. He puts on the Super Bowl omelet breakfast, the uh, Thanksgiving meal that happens on Thanksgiving every year. It was kind of sad the first year. I think we had like zero people show up for like free food. And then eventually it became like a huge event. And he also enjoys helping other people because he probably knows what it feels like to have nothing or not be loved. That's not funny, but you know, I'm just saying I feel like he does it because he wants other people to feel loved. I mean, that's why he always went to Honduras and did his eyeglass clinics. He went down south with Dr. Fred and did his eyeglass clinics, helping other people feel loved. I mean, that's all we really want all in life anyways, is to feel loved. What's the function of the Thanksgiving meal? How long ago were they not showing up? Well, the first one we did, I wasn't in charge of it. So after that, then they just basically said, hey, I'm done with this. Well, they didn't listen to anything I had to say. And and, and, and me, like Jenny says, it's all about the numbers. And, and they're all so correct. And, and they get irritated with that. But to me, it's how many lives can I touch? How many lives can I touch that are out there? And are not last year. Uh, this past year was 2,400 dinners that we served. The year before was 26. But before COVID hit, we did 3,000. Now, you start, you start adding that up, and it's like, who in the hell's doing 3,000 out of the little town of Manteca? It's you. You got this crazy guy that just wants to make it happen. Who plays Santa Claus? Who does all kinds of great things? And you know, it's it's sorry, kid. I, I, I don't I, mean that, kids. I'm sorry if there's kids listening. If if J oh Jacelyn kitten ran him out yet because of the language because we haven't got there except she said left nut. Well, you but know, I I'll, I'll, Santa's real kids, but you play Santa. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of Santa's helpers, and and I'll tell you something. You can be a rock star, country singer star. You can do it all, but you want to know something? Who loves Santa? All the kids, all the parents. Now you have a couple in there that, you know, are, are non-participants. I, I get it. But, man, I'm above rock star status, man. When you're on the back of that fire engine. You know. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've yeah. been involved a lot. You, you. Hey, come on, man. You know what it's like. I know exactly what and, it's and, like. And, and, and you know my what? my life doing it. Exactly. <clears throat> and that's, that's, that's the rush. That's the drug that I get to do what I do. I love it. What's a funny story? Fuck. I'm trying to think of which stumbling drunk fun night of what he's fallen into or on would be funny to say. There was this one time we were kids and we just finished Thanksgiving at my Annie Vaughn's house. Rest in peace. And we're driving home and this was like the time where you would like collect your leaves in piles. And my dad was trashed and I'm pretty sure my mom was driving and this was in Ripon and my dad was yelling at my mom to hit all the piles of leaves. <laughs> so we're like driving through like these little, like just the little streets, just driving through 
all these piles of leaves and I mean every single pile and they're just leaves are going everywhere me and my sister are dying laughing in the back seat like the funniest shit in the world hey shout out to Malin oh good time leaf throwing what's she doing oh she's down she's down south right now and mm-hmm. y- you know because we we um we've lost our grandson and yeah. and they've had a hard time with that and you know he's trying to get out of the navy and um and shout out to her yeah, hope absolutely. Well. And I hope she moves out to the ranch. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Oh, I, I I love it. I already have one there. I love the family there. Go ahead, Jason. So then we'll probably hit like 20, 25 piles or some shit like that. Mom's laughing. Dad's laughing. Like, Dad's hackling at this point. So we go to Mount Mike's Pizza because we had to make dough for the next day for something. So my mom and my sister are making dough and I'm babysitting my dad. Well, my dad gets to the point where he got plates and he was like throwing the plates at my sister and I as we we're like running across, like trying to like, he was trying to hit us pretty much. Then it got to the point where he was taking down the helmets off of the ceiling where the helmets were getting draped on the top and was chucking them at us just throwing stuff it's good to be the boss he was having a good time oh yeah i was trash that night i'll never forget it boy i'll tell you what mama kept yelling at me and i was flinging them plates at them and they're laughing they're hitting the floor and oh yeah i okay so i she didn't she left out the part where i took out one of the windows but you know hey what is what it was and i broke a couple of them and and uh hit them a couple times too and you know no we had a great time and actually they were wearing the helmets because i was afraid i was going to hit them in the head too so but yeah yeah no i was flinging them bad boys Oh, you could just only imagine what it was like to grow up in our family. What does my dad like to do for fun? My dad never has time to have fun. Honestly, this motherfucker will go on vacation and he will literally sit in the hotel room with the air conditioner as low as that bitch goes in his underwear. Okay, now this motherfucker doesn't wear just like normal people underwear. He wears like Speedo underwear, okay? He's just chilling in the hotel. He, he doesn't want to be bothered. He literally, he doesn't want to do shit with you. If you want to go do something, leave him alone. He literally will sit there and watch the most ridiculous hotel, cheap ass, ridiculous TV, like eight channels. And he will just flip through those eight fucking channels all day in the air conditioner. That's what he likes to do for fun. This is literally, like, he loves it. Me too. Me yeah. too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, when I, my wife goes, really? And I go, absolutely. Go do whatever you want. I'm right here. Yeah, I'm not. You got me out of the house, but here I am. Uh, You know, when uh, I sleep four hours a day, okay? Start putting your mask back on. You know what? You're self prescribed. You don't have apnea anymore. Put back the mask. Well, now, now. No, no, no. Let a doctor tell you you don't need it. I I don't. I don't use it anymore. I'm afraid to even ask her for a funny story, but I'm going to have to do it. That's how I complete this segment. (laughs) I should have told on my mom's podcast, but I thought it'd be more appropriate for my dad's. Because my dad's more of like balls deep kind oh, of thing, no. like literally so anyway so I fucking call him I was like dad I'm right around the corner he's like oh, okay cool yeah you, you mean your mom are hanging out I'm like okay cool whatever so I get to my house my parents house and I'm like looking for him I go upstairs straight up saggy ass wall like my dad's ass hanging out my mom's legs up I'm like I literally just what the fuck I was like I literally was just on the phone with y'all my dad's like close the door people think I'm crazy but I love that story it's one of my favorites my dad goes bigger goes home <laughs> I told you this was not gonna be your normal podcasty. Okay. 
Um, I'll, I, and, and you know what? I'll never forget the phone call. And she told me she was down the street and around the corner. So I was like, okay, I can finish this deal off, right? Stop. Just stop. <laughs> stop, Jeff. Stop right now. I, I mean, I'm, ga- I'm game, but we got to play this for the city of Manteca. Well, we can clip it in there, maybe. Maybe yeah, we can clip it in. Yeah, well, uh, clip it in. That's what you were doing was clipping it in. <laughs> that quickly, this podcast comes to an end, just like that. I know. One beer. You only got to get one uh, forty ounce down. No, I should. I, you know what? If I knew it was going to last longer, I'd have brought more or shorter. <laughs> what would you like to say to people that have been? Doing business at your establishment all these years, it's allowed you to be who you are here. <laughs> no, I definitely got to thank them all. I mean, you, you can go through a Rolodex of probably hundreds of thousands of people that have just, they, they've been amazing. They've supported us. They, you know, you got your ones that love you and the ones that hate you. I get it. I, I, I definitely, um, there, there's, there's a lot of amazing memories and you know, there's, there's memories for people that are out there that I don't even remember, remember, but you know, I, I just uh, love the town of Manteca. I love the restaurant business in the future, whoever and wherever has the same success as I do. And are we ever going to talk about that, um, antenna? You want to? I don't, you want to, do you want to, well, I, you, I wouldn't, let me, you wouldn't let me in the freaking building. <laughs> so I was shaking Ammons one night an old boy over here. Wouldn't let me in. So I hooked him up, hit me a guide wire. The tower behind my house where I started my radio broadcasting on Brady Road, which was KSJQ, which is, I believe they've got B92.9 on it now. It used to be the rock station. When you knocked it down with your tr- with your tractor or pulled it down or whatever the hell you did, <laughs> when that happened, um, that was a big deal. But when they rebuilt that tower, they were able to move one of the towers. So they that frequency, they put the old B93 used to be up on the mountain. Right. And they ended up putting another station up on the mountain and moving B93 down to the debt smaller signal there. But uh, that tower is right behind the house. What were you doing? What were you doing well, screwing I, around I, out there? I was shaking Ammons. There's going to be the radio engineers yeah. that work at those stations. Yeah, are my yeah, friends. He was and- a radio engineer, all right. And, <laughs> and uh, you know the old song, keep knocking, but you ain't coming in. Yeah. And it was like, come on, man, it's me. Okay, I'll hook you up. And I did. And the antenna came down. <laughs> You didn't think it was going to do what it did. You didn't know that it was going well, to Well, I didn't understand the, didn't the under- physics of it all. Well, but then guess what? I learned under- all about physics. You understood it real fast real when you fast. got that's a de- Those are so dangerous. You know, at they're the just time, so dangerous, at Jeff. At the time. They don't look like they're anything there. Atop of being full voltage. <laughs> you know, the top of that thing is just, you know, the way that works is it spits the ions out of the top. And if your antenna is in the line of sight to where it catches those ions, you get that radio station and it's got to take thousands of watts exactly. right out of the top of that thing uh, but what was funny was is how did we figure that one out that that it was you and it was me we were in a conversation one day i don't know if it was me well no i'm not saying it was you you and i had that conversation you ended up telling me you know what happened out there yeah i had something to do with that yeah That's how well that i i it was an accident That's all I gotta say. <laughs> sure it was yeah it was 
Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I want to thank you guys, and I want to thank everybody in Manteca for just the amazing job that everybody's done and that has it is that has seen us through. And um, congratulations on new, being a new grandpa, and uh, that that there propels you uh, forward and into the next part of what's going to happen. And it's going to be less business for Jeff, and it needs to be a little more happiness, as Absolutely. Jason said. Start Absolutely. relaxing. Life's too short. It is. It is. And and I'll tell you what. And running your ass I've around the light. Long. Yeah. I've seen the light. Once you get grandkids, you go, oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. A lot of fun. I'll tell you what. It's a lot of fun. At 56 years old, my uh, um, probably by 58, I'll be hung up and done. And um, I think I'm going to get me a Peterbilt. I'm going to paint it candy apple red with big old huge stacks and say Santa and Mrs. Claus trucking on it. And then I'm going to take one of my vans and chop it all up and make it look like the most amazing, beautiful Santa sleigh and just drive up and down the highway of I-5 and just wave at the kids in the car. And I have the greatest time doing it. It's, it's magical. Jeff Leotard, proprietor of Mountain Mike's, amongst other things. You got a new Dickies. Where is it? Livermore? No, it's actually over in uh, Wesley. You got how many Mountain Mike's? I have five Mountain Mike's and one Dickies. I have Rippin. We just sold that one. We have Manteca, which we don't want to sell. And then we have three over in Livermore. Yeah. And it's time. It's just too much work for me. So yeah, look what it's done to your face. Oh my gosh. Look at all the gray hair it's put on your face. (laughs) Oh no, that was a gift from the man upstairs. I appreciate everything you do for the city. Hey, thank you so much. Jeff Leotard. That's this week's show. Thank you, Manteca, for the listens, shares, and follows. If you'd like to support the podcast or be a sponsor, it's easy to get a hold of us. MantecaPodcast.com. Hit the envelope and send us a message. This is a podcast of Manteca's heavy hitters. You got a suggestion for me? Someone I should feature? Hit me up. Aaron Goodwin, local radio DJ, Randy Bubba Black. I'm now retired, a product of Manteca High School. Go Buffaloes. This is the digital age. I do this show about my hometown to set an audio timeline. This podcast is sole property of myself. It may not be reproduced in part or in whole without express written consent covered on the World Wide Web under fair usage. Add this podcast wherever you get yours. MantecaPodcast.com.